I'm your host, James Lemoverton, and we have our co-host, the Colonel, Thomas Chapman, and our special guest, retired, retired from the NASA Langley Research Center, <laughs> Michael Allen Chapman. And if those two names sound familiar, that's because they are brothers and they are my cousins. And this is a first, but we have, we're going to end the year with sort of like a family affair. I uh, have my, my two cousins here, and we go way back, and one time we shared a, a one bed, three of us, his other other brother, uh, David, and we all slept in the same bed. <laughs> Don't know how we did it, we couldn't do it now, but uh, anyway, but that was that was some good times, and just want to let you know how far we go back. But we have a, a, a special show for you today, of course, like I said, family day, and first I'd like to uh, introduce my uh, co-host, uh, you're familiar with him, he's been on the last month of Sunday, month of Mondays with us, that's the Colonel, I call him, uh, Thomas Chapman, good morning, Thomas. Good morning, Slim. How you doing? Every day is a good day. <laughs> Every day is a good day. Yes. Good to see you back here again, yes. you know, as we go forward into the new year with uh, a one-two shot at you, yes, yes, yes. Thomas and I. And my our special guest, uh, Michael Allen Chapman. Good, good morning, morning, everybody. Good morning. Glad to be here. These guys are early risers, but uh, we're going to get started. We're going to talk a little bit, and and we want to wish everybody uh, in advance a, a happy new year, and we want everybody to be safe out there and enjoy and be prepared for the new year. And as you make those uh, those resolutions that uh, will end <laughs> in, in February. <laughs> Probably, but anyway, make them anyway, make a good effort to start, but uh, anyway, we're here and we want to talk a little bit about, um, well, we have a Michael here, I want to talk a little bit, he's very involved, well, he's a Virginia Tech grad, and got a, uh, yeah, he's wearing his gear, you can see him on, on Facebook there, and uh, he's also a member of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity, we always mention the, you know, the divine nine members. But uh, and they show that you know your albums out there, you know what that means. <laughs> but anyway, we brought, <laughs> we brought him in, and, and we want to talk a little bit about. He's been very involved since he's uh, uh, left Virginia Tech. You're always going back and making sure and, and introducing uh, recruiting programs, you know, for high school students. Uh, probably starting at the, the grade, tenth grade, maybe. And focusing and trying to get them interested in, in engineering, especially in the African American community. Our students uh, need to be a part of the STEM program. And Michael, talk about what, what STEM actually is. Well, STEM is an acronym for science, technology, engineering, and math. And uh, I'm an engineer, and so I'm very passionate about engineering because, as a uh, uh, famous comedian said on uh, Saturday Night Live, you know, baseball been very, very good to me. <laughs> Engineering been very, very good to me. So um, I, I'm very passionate about that simply because uh, as, as a parent and just as a member of the African-American community, I see the great potential that we have. Uh, you know, we're the original scientists and engineers anyway. If you look at lineage all the way back to Africa. And uh, we, I see too many of our kids and young girls in general missing out on opportunities to get involved in STEM careers. And STEM careers are the careers of today and they are the uh, careers of the future. The, the majority of the jobs that are created in the United States and globally around the world are going to involve some form of science, and mathematics, or computing or something. 
and there's no reason in the world why our kids aren't getting involved in that. And it's particularly uh, important this time of the year, you know, we're approaching January. January is the beginning of the cycle for our seniors to start applying to colleges, right. colleges and universities. And they need to start looking at picking a career. And what I like about you, uh, Michael, is you're involved at Virginia Tech and Norfolk State in yes. the engineering programs, which gives uh, opportunities for people that want to go to uh, Virginia Tech or HBCU, which uh, many HBCUs offer the same kind of engineering programs that you might get at Virginia Tech. That's exactly right. Or Georgia Tech. Yeah, but there's one point you talked about uh, the kids picking a career, yeah. but there are some things you have to do before you get to your senior year. Exactly, exactly. And when I'm looking at picking and helping my child pick courses as they go through from the freshman to senior year. Preparation. Yeah, preparation. Preparation. So, uh, you know, that junior is kind of too late to be thinking, I might want to be a uh, chemical engineer or a uh, computer scientist. And here they are in the 11th grade and they haven't taken a single computer course. They might be able to play those games, right. but they haven't uh, maybe uh, taken a robotics course or something like that, that or a math course that will help them be prepared for that. And so it really starts earlier than that. It starts in middle school uh, where parents need to uh, start looking at the curriculum that their kids are going to be engaged in through middle school, getting into high school. So when they get to be a senior, start to selecting a career, uh, they already have that foundation. They're ready. They have the, the requisites to apply. Uh, they, they've taken the math and the science and the physics and the chemistry and, and, and the other things that are needed to even be considered as an applicant for a university or college uh, And then you know you're prepared too to have that kind of move. That's exactly right. Going, right. Yeah. If you don't go in there prepared, you go in there and say, oh man, what have we got this you do not want to be a college freshman and first time seeing capitalists. <laughs> You're supposed to be, you know, in his major in it. You have some kind of yes. base on it. You're at uh, uh, you know, a disadvantage. It, you know, I had um, Dr. Williams, and she's the uh, director of the Cycle uh, Security yes, uh, Department over in Norfolk State. Yes. And she said she started getting interested in that in math yes. and science in, in elementary school. Yes. So exactly right. you can see what where that took her. So right. even going back that far is not too early, but really in junior high school, that's where you should really get serious about it. In junior high and in middle school, because you know it uh, it takes a lot of ground, it takes a lot of preparation, and you want kids to be comfortable with science, mm -hmm. uh, comfortable with math. You don't want them saying that it's too hard. I mean, that's the excuse that a lot of uh, kids have nowadays, that they don't want to pursue certain uh, endeavors because it might be a little hard or they can't get the grades. Well, you know what? Nobody promises A's and B's to anybody. Right. You know, but the more you do it, the more you take it, the earlier you take it, the more comfortable you are with it, and then your performance level will go up. And so um, we have got to expose our kids mm -hmm. to these careers Exposure early enough so they can because if you don't expose them, you know, you never know who those people are that are proficient in, in math. You know, exactly. some some uh, guidance counselor might stir them away from it. And, and I, I'm not gonna, most of them guidance counselors are, are are very helpful in what they do. Uh, I, that's that's different from a long time ago when we were growing when they would say, well, you don't, yeah, you don't need to go to college, you know. Uh, learn how to uh, be a brick mason, which is also an honorable uh, profession. But, you know, 
my, you don't want to have a great method, mathematician mind laying bricks when he could be doing something else. Doing something else right. so, How about that peer pressure when you're in high school? There is a lot of peer pressure in high school. I hear a lot of kids, you know, I go to a lot of career fairs and I, I talk to kids in the classroom and things around the year. And there is peer pressure in being smart. I mean, on one hand, uh, it is kind of cool to be a nerd in some respects. I think a lot of the movies and some culture out nowadays have made, you know, being that geek or that nerd, you know, kind of cool. But the sad reality is that a lot of kids are picked on because they're smart. They're picked on because they might be uh, selecting that class that the other folks aren't selecting. You know, why are you in that class by yourself? All of us are in this class. Well, you know, if you want to take the AP uh, accelerated classes or the honors classes, or the, uh, the college prep classes, or the IB, or the international baccalaureate classes, you kind of uh, are setting yourself on a different path from the majority of the other students. And um, yeah, there is negative uh, peer pressure that comes with that. Sure, and how it's important when you go around and speak to students, or you uh, gather the students and take them to Virginia Tech, you do that a lot, or you do that you know, how, how important is, is it for the parents to be involved or just as knowledge. I know they don't always come on that trip, but just just having that knowledge and knowing what to do and how to prepare their child. I haven't been fortunate enough to uh, uh, went to Virginia Tech and that was that was one fortunate decision. And uh, so as a uh, an electrical engineering graduate of that school, uh, since graduation I have always tried to uh, help the university track more Students that look like me, uh, students of color, uh, back to the university to consider Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, you know, graduates probably a quarter to a half the uh, engineers in, in, out of the state of Virginia. They come out of Virginia Tech. There are some other good engineering schools, you know, throughout the state. But Tech is pretty How about in those schools? Well, we got good schools. Uh, North State has an optical engineering program that a lot of people don't know about. It's one of the few in the country, and there's some great careers that come out of that. Uh, they also have electrical and uh, engineering there, and as well as other uh, uh, STEM-type careers in, in uh, CSEC, which is a College of Science, Engineering, and Technology. ODU is right here, uh, and they have great uh, engineering programs. So there's a lot here locally and throughout the state that, that kids can pursue STEM careers, uh, it's a matter of being prepared and, and, and go there. A lot of times kids aren't, and you alluded to this earlier, uh, you need exposure to this type of thing. You know, it's not um, very often that your next door neighbor or the guy down the street or whatever it is where you live is an engineer or a physicist or a scientist or a chemist or pharmacists or some of these other uh, STEM careers, they're not seeing this every day. And so if they're not seeing it every day, they don't have that awareness that that is a career option for me. And so uh, one of the things that Virginia Tech does is they try to bring engineering to the students or bring the students to engineering. And the two of the trips that I've been involved in uh, for the last, I don't know, 15 years or so is uh, sponsored by uh, the College of Engineering at Virginia Tech. Uh, through their Center for Enhancement of Engineering Diversity, EC program. And there's one uh, program called RISE that is a recruiting initiative for student engineers. And through the RISE program, and it's headed by Dr. Beverly Walker, uh, 
obviously an associate dean for academic affairs uh, in the College of Engineering. She has been sending, uh, you know, buses down here for the last 15 years or so, uh, targeting uh, students of color uh, and, and, and young girls here, mostly in the uh, uh, 10th grade uh, and the 11th grade, uh, sending buses down here in the spring of each year bringing kids to Virginia Tech for either a day trip or an overnight experience uh, at Virginia Tech for, so they can see what Tech has to offer for them, what career opportunities are available for them, how to be ready and prepared for those types of things, how to apply to a college or university in order to get enrolled in, in a STEM program like that. And so um, this spring we'll be doing it again. Um, Ninth graders will be targeted um, uh, for the, usually the ninth graders will for a day trip, it's a Saturday trip, and we bring them up for the engine, I'm sorry, for the uh, spring football game. So that's the fun part of the trip, they get to go to the spring football game, uh, and they get to sit in, the, in a nice luxury suite, I mean, I don't even get to you know, <laughs> go in uh, unless I'm tagging along with them, but I mean, the whole day is about them, they get to tailgate, Bird, but they also get to um, uh, interact with uh, the deans and, uh, and students who are in engineering, and they get to you know ask questions and find out you know if I wanted to be a chemical engineer, what do I need to do to do that, or what kind of what do you do as a, as a, as, as a uh, materials engineer, for example, or an electrical engineer. They can, they can interact with students that look like them right. uh, all day long and uh, get uh, tours of labs and, uh, and the research facilities there just to see that, you know, that number one, this is a college campus. Number two, this is a uh, an engineering school. Number three, this is, the people that are here are experience. just like you and you can do this too. Do and number four, here's how you can get ready because you're only in the ninth grade. you got time to take these things to be ready for this. And number five, look what you can do when you get out because this is the kind of money you can make. These are all the cutting edge, state-of-the-art uh, careers and endeavors and projects that you, know, you can be working for, like me for NASA, you know, trying to... Uh, well, a lot of places yeah. all over the United States. Oh, all the United States globally, you yeah. know, right. That's you right. know, and, and it's so important, Michael, because, uh, you know, those that might not be as focused, you know, after those trips, you're hoping they'll be a little bit more focused on what they need to do because, and that's why I mentioned the parent thing. The parents have to instill in them how important it is. You know, sometimes when you're in the ninth or tenth grade uh, or eighth, ninth grade, something like that, you're just going through the motions and you say, well, it's not that serious now. I'll get serious when I get to high school or something like that. But it's so important that record is following you, you know, and, and it's a part of, they look at your, when they, Admitting they look at all of that. They look at all of that. And because so many people out there applying. So you could be here, right. you know, and, and this person is here just because he was a little bit more prepared to get seen than you go. But you're all equal as far as you know what a good point too is, is that a lot of to, a lot of times parents mm-hmm. have not had that exposure to right. because they may have not you know, depending on what their career fields are or or are, or are not. And they don't have the exposure to. So, if I have a child that's doing well in school, how would I get information on, say, programs you just talked about? Well, you got to be aware. Number one, you have to be looking. 
Um, you know, a lot of stuff will fall in your lap. And as you get an email or something, somebody hear somebody talking about some opportunity or some exposure that could be beneficial for you or your kid. Well, you've got to follow up on that, and you've got to pursue it, uh, because, uh, there, like I said, there are some things that fall on your lap, and there's others you have to be have some due diligence to find out about. Uh, here's a disappointing thing uh, that I'll, I'll bring up. Each year, we uh, Tech targets high school juniors, bring them up for an overnight trip there for the uh, engineering open house. Pretty much two full days of engineering exposure for free. All these trips are for free. You know, stay overnight, all the food, all transportation, everything free. Uh, but that bus that they've sent out here, it's been a long time. I mean, probably 10 years or more since that bus has been full. There were empty seats on that bus. And, and, and why is that? <laughs> because uh, well, uh, so-and-so signed up for it, but, you know, well, we got soccer practice today, so we can't go. We get that call at the last minute. But, okay, that one game, uh, that's going to impact your career, that kid's future, and how, and how does that compare to how this experience is going to impact your career? What balance are you putting these things in here? Uh-huh. You're going to play how many games between now and the next day? What, what, what? You going to miss one game? Uh, it's sad, but this is the, the thinking that we get a lot, a lot, of, a lot of parents is that uh, they're putting um, sports and other things ahead that they do on a routine basis as a coach. They're putting those ahead of maybe once in a lifetime opportunities you get to uh, actually have a real uh, career impacting experience on the college campus. Yeah, that's why it's important to have shows like this to watch this show. We hope that they share the information. And I appreciate Michael always emails me information about these uh, trips and everything. And I actually pass it on to people in the school board in Boston because uh, that's, that's one of my focuses is trying to get uh, students in, in, in Boston involved with this. Because I know we have, and, and you are also have been a judge or, or uh, in, in the robotics program of where uh, some portion students have, have bad well. Yeah. In that. Yeah. So I, I try to pass that information. Yeah. So, you know, we, we just need to make sure the people that um, can pass that information on, counselors in the schools and everything like that, will make sure they, they, they you know, get this information and pass it on to the students and stress how important it is. Make them sign up. Make them sign up. As a parent, make your child do something that's good for them. And they won't they won't be disappointed. Just yeah. that trip alone. They might not choose Virginia Tech. They might they might go to Georgia Tech. They might they might even go into another field, but uh, that, that basic exposure they get will uh, be a benefit to them. And if they're on, if they're going to uh, pursue a STEM field, which is I highly recommend because mm, we're trying uh, to get yeah, you know, they're they're like uh, business sources out there. You read about it every day. They talk about you know for every uh, for every available STEM job that's out there, for every two jobs, there's only like one qualified um, American mm-hmm. that, that can fill it. Mm-hmm. So the jobs are out there. They're out, the careers are out there. I should just say career more so than jobs. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, and uh, we don't have the people ready to 
take that up or to pursue it. And why is that? Because we're not ready. We're not ready. We're not ready. And, and I'll yeah. mention this to you. You've been a clear example of, of what can happen along with others. You know, uh, before you even, even walk across the stage, you had a job. At, at like, I mean, you had worked there oh, yeah, during several, the summer or yeah. something like that. Or several other offers. And, you know, just being in that field, it's a field where, where people are needed. It's wide open. Pick and choose yeah. what you want to do, where you want to do it. Yeah. It's not as, uh, uh, well, when I came out in, in, in 1980, oh, boy, you could pick. I could have gone anywhere. Mm -hmm. I could have done anything I wanted to. Mm -hmm. uh, engineering was really, really in demand. It's still really in demand now, uh, except uh, the picking uh, may not just be as, uh, as plentiful. Mm -hmm. I, I could have gone anywhere I wanted to work in the country. Now, you know, I may have to go to one of the uh, centers where that STEM is concentrating or where that uh, is happening or the industry is, is popping up. So, not exactly as plentiful, but it's nothing to uh, turn away from. That's the opportunity And the money is there. And, and Tommy, you know, have taught me in the past as far as the military and taking advantage of. Uh, what the military can offer you as far as education once you uh, come involved with the military. That's something where, you know, you can be in the military and, and sort of guide in that field or your field like nursing. But engineering could be something that you could take advantage of in the military as well as far as yeah. if you're right. prepared. Yes, if you're prepared. Well, um, when I was in cadet command, we had a um, scholarship budget that rivaled any scholarship budget other than the federal government and the BOT, you know, the basic grant. And uh, we couldn't get enough STEM graduates. And actually, in the military and the Army, we added nursing onto our STEM. It was STEM and nursing, because nurses were just as hard to get as an engineer. Got to know that math and science. You got to have that, know, know that math and science. Right. And even for the, when we apply for scholarships, uh, you were given extra points on the scholarship board if you were going into engineering or into STEM and nursing and also for commissions on the other end if you were going to active duty you got extra points to get STEMs and nursing to go active duty and so uh, it's a good point that you that it's just hard to get because you can get them anywhere but here's another point is you we looked we sort of touched on it is the preparation of, from in high school because if you look at it, uh, the kids aren't, aren't taking the classes globally in our high schools to be prepared to pursue those uh, careers. Ever since, you know, they passed the uh, Leave All the Children Back of Behind Act under the Bush years, you know, I think that we've dumbed down our high school education from when uh, we had a fuller education uh, preparation than when we went to school. And so you have to go back and look at those courses and, and when the kids come home, just don't let them sign up for the courses that they want because they know the minimum to get out of high school, whatever, how many credits they got. And they're going to take the easiest stuff in the world because they don't want to, uh, you know, I just want to get out of high school. But if they want something, they have to work for it. Yeah, the world of technology. Yes, you have to take the tough courses. And college recruiters know this. Um, so, you know, people think that I just need to have a lot of A's and B's and graduate. And you can do that by taking the lower level courses. 
college recruiters, when they come in now, they look at they look at you and they look at the school that you graduated, the high school you went to, and they look at the high school and says, what kind of math did they teach in high school? Did they, reg they teach regular math? Did they got honors math? Did they have advanced math or full credit college math? You know, they, and then they look at what you took. And if you took the lower level math as opposed to the higher level math, they're going to say, you, you, you don't want to work hard. So if you're not working hard in high school, you're probably not going to work hard in college, which means your chances of coming there and graduating aren't uh, as high as somebody who maybe took the harder, uh, higher level math or science. They may have gotten a B or a C, but they've already proven that they can work hard. And that's the kind of student they want, more so than just somebody who took all the easy stuff and got A's and B's and didn't really break a sweat. So if you want to be attractive uh, to a college recruiter during the admissions process, you need to have a, uh, be able to show through your college, I mean your high school transcript, that you are taking a rigorous coursework and, and, and surviving in it. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't skate, try to skate through high, uh, uh, middle school or high school now because even those minimal jobs, you say, well, I'll just come out and get a job at the grocery store or something like that. They're replacing you with automation. Automation, that's you know, right. Go into scan, a store now and you got two, you got uh, 55 checkouts, but two are open, the rest of them you that's go scan right. yourself. Yeah. And that's showing you where it's going in that, that particular area. It's so you better it's prepare yourself, not for those, you know, I can get a job here, but for what you can do. The harder you work now, the less you have to work. Yes, you can take those easy subjects, but then, and then you may get into some college, but you're not going to uh, pursue or you're not going to be prepared to go into STEM or nursing. But you're going to end up with one of the I love me degrees, what I call the I love me degrees. And you're going to end up with a bunch of school loans and out here on the street doing nothing. Yes. Because uh, we used to, uh, in Connect Command, we had a thing where I used to give out 600 scholarships to get 200 nurses after four years. 600 to get 200 fully funded scholarships. So, so student a lot debt, of money. that's a good point for yeah. student debt. You yes. have to look at, you know, that's, student debt is probably the biggest, it, it has eclipsed consumer debt uh, levels now. Mm -hmm. The more student debt out there than what people are only for buying their credit was consumer related debt, credit card debt. And that's sad because you got that many people out there uh, who pay for an education through all mechanisms. It'd be interesting to take a look at if somebody has some good research stuff. Uh, let's look at student debt versus what these people, you know, what they were paying for in terms of uh, degree and whatnot. Uh, my bet is that those folks that might be carrying that debt, if they're in the STEM field, uh, is not as high as folks with the I love degree. Right. You know that are uh, basically uh, not employable in, in today's global economy because they don't have enough math, science, and computers, uh, background or experience. Everything is computers. I mean, I'm wish sitting in here. All I'm seeing is screens and buttons to push. You know, <laughs> all this electronic, everything is, is based on uh, technology, science and technology. And um, you got to have uh, understanding, not 
not only of how to use it, but how it's made and how it operates so that you can adapt it to do what you need to do. Yeah, and, and you see a lot of these schools now, like you said, in Virginia Tech, they have the, the uh, people in charge of diversity. So uh, you have a lot of schools that might be looking for minorities. I don't know if they will have grants for some of those things. They still do. And, and even if they're out there, whatever they have out there available for them, you still have to be prepared for it. They, 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 they're not going to just give it to you. Right. Like we've been talking about, the, the yes, opportunities there, are there. Right. You know, we talk about student debt. There might be some things out there where you won't have a lot of student debt if you qualify for whatever they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, companies might be companies, you know, looking for certain things, you know, connect with colleagues and say, company, Companies have figured out that diversity does spell success, uh, diversity inclusion. So they are bringing together uh, companies and workforces require diverse applicants, diverse employees. And so schools and universities and colleges uh, need to attract those and so they can produce those types of graduates. And why? Because companies that have uh, a broad spectrum of uh, inputs, a broad spectrum of uh, perspectives, uh, a broad spectrum of uh, of, uh, of thought processes, those are the ones that are most creative, those are the ones that are most innovative, those are the ones that can bring the right product to market at the right time. Those are the ones that are out thinking and out doing and out performing. Uh, Why is that? Because when you put good minds together, you're going to have a better product rather than having the same old, you know, uh, uh, the same old, same old. <laughs> you know, you're in, it's a family show, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This is a Christian broadcasting company. It is. But anyway, now, now switching gears just a little bit, you know, uh, I know you guys, politics and, 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 and education, and what we're dealing with, because we're, we're dealing with an administration now that's doing all these different kind of cuts, and, and they have an education secretary that's, you know, we talk about being qualified for, for being an engineer, and we have an education secretary that's not, in my mind, qualified to hold that position, all she's thinking about my level, you know, how, how important it is for us, I mean, we always talk about voting, going into the new year, we're looking at this, for us to be conscious of what's going on politically, as far as, uh, associated with our education, especially in the minority communities. Yeah, um, boy, that's another show. It's <laughs> a whole other show. We have a few minutes. I just want to get in there. We can do that next next year. I'll come back. I'll be so glad so we actually get an education secretary who has, who has an education. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got somebody in there now. It's just it's pay for play. Yeah. I got a lot of money. I give you a lot of money. You get be in a position to put me in a position where now I can play around with my ideas about education. Although I've never taught, I've never done anything with education. Which can That's affect, what we have now. Which can affect right. those people we, we're talking about. It's going to affect getting prepared. Right and right, you get right. prepared and everything. You get to this point. It's all just, about so you're, you're you're monetizing uh, the education system and uh, charter schools. Through charter, charter schools, schools and yes. for profit in, is, like, uh, you know. Uh, entities out there that are running up student debt, 
uh, taking people on drives and making them believe that I can, you can get their four-year degree in 16 months, just pay this money, and what you end up with is a whole lot of debt, and um, a degree that's not worth it. A degree that's not worth it. not recognized. It's not recognized. And people are falling for this because they're looking for the short, uh, you know, the express lane and everything. We don't want to work hard. And, and they're paying for it. And we as a nation are paying for it because it is lowering us as our standing in the world. It really is. You know, why are we getting out competed everywhere by you know Asia and the Chinese and, uh, and the India and all these other folks? Why are we bringing all these people in on each one uh, you know visa programs and things like that? Because we don't have people here that can do that anymore. Because we're just busy taking shortcuts. Right. Right? And they come here prepared. They come here prepared. They know that America dream. And taking our jobs. And they're not really taking our jobs. We're just offering them up. We can't do it. But yeah, it all goes back to the system and education. You know, this is supposed to be for general welfare. That's what the country is supposed to be doing. It's having policies and that promote the general welfare. We can't do that when we've sold out education because you got people pursuing their uh, their uh, agenda of charters. But yeah, but but those same policies, for-profit institutions, right? That's it. Yeah, but those same policies are what they want. If we dumb down America, that means I'm a better voter. They're, they're a better voter because they, they, they're easier to fool. That's why we call them the low information voters. They can watch Fox News, give them a Uber uh, job, and so it counts on the lowers unemployment rate, and that's all they want. And I have, I have to shake my head sometimes. I used to, I, I, I used to go through West Virginia. I, I hate to pull them out. And I used to do recruiting there. And those, most of those folks over there, I hate to call them out, were happy if they got a truck and, and a double wide, and they were happy. And then um, they did made it. And then I tried to take that young person out and say, hey, this is a better way. Here is a better way. That's, that's why it's so important for us to, to, to be aware and be informed when we put these people in office, starting locally. And you have to address, you know, you have to ask them about their, their uh, stand on education. Because it can affect, it, it, education is going to affect our future. We don't have people in there serving that kind of interest for, for uh, education. You know, it, it's, it's cutting cutting into what, what you're trying to do, Michael, and what, you, what you're doing, and, and trying to prepare people. And we don't have to. Politicians in the education has to be promoted in general, but we also need to really promote the right kind of education. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, uh, STEM education is the right thing mm-hmm. for yes. promoting to this time We're talking for future. the foreseeable future. Uh, and so, when you have a, a government that's run by a person who has systematically uh, and pervasively all throughout government taken the science out of decision making and saying, we don't want to look listen to the science we're going to do what we want to do we're going to keep you know drill baby drilling and pumping and, and, and digging for coal and all these old money-making industries and ignoring the science which is where the new 
industries are. When you have an administration that's doing that, America's on the wrong path. You know what I'm saying? We are on the wrong path. We can't, uh, we can't uh, listen to client, uh, science, uh, sorry, climate scientists anymore uh, because they've been told to shut up. Our policy is now is going to be same old things, polluting air, polluting water. But we're walking out the house right. every day seeing yeah, signs. Right. It sign. is December 30th and it's going to be 70. 70 degrees, right, right. Yeah. Exactly right. And so, you know, um, um, we got to elect people who believe in science and will not ignore science because that's information. You got to make your decisions based on good information. And that means you can't ignore science. We got to have smart thinking people in the White House and the early level of government. So that science can have its place at the table. Sure. So we have an opportunity in, in November mm-hmm. if we register to vote mm-hmm. and actually go to the polls and not sit home and watch over yeah. whatever show it is that day. <laughs> <laughs> because go ahead. for those who in because we have Trump, I'll call his name out. Mm-hmm. It's because we sat home last time. You know, you said, oh, he'll never win. That's why we have these problems today. And the students coming through those STEM programs that are proficient in math and science and everything also could be politicians. And they'd be the ones that would understand the importance of climate, listening to the climate scientists. They might be climate, climate scientists also involved in politics. And it's not just at the you know, atmospheric level mm-hmm. in, uh, in Washington. It is uh, locally here, too. Right. You know, here in the city of Norfolk, Portland, Hampton, Jeff being Zuffer. We need to have smart people, thinking people, scientists, uh, people that, that, that uh, uh, believe in science and believe in data. We need to have people at that level. That's what we need to be voting for. I mean, you see things about China on TV, everybody's walking around with masks. And, but they're still dealing with cold. But anyway, right. I'd like to thank my guests and my co-hosts, uh, Carl and, and Michael, for being here today. And, like you said, that's another subject that we can, we can get on yes, yes. But, uh, also like.